you have to point to me first. All the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. Uh, 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 I'm just going to let this keep uh, going. <laughs> Welcome to Christ in the Chaos, where a pastor's kid and a kid's pastor share their messy attempt at raising a Christ-centered family. We may not know what we're doing, but we are right in the thick of it. And this is how we're finding Christ in the Chaos. Welcome back to Christ in the Chaos. I am Kathleen, here with my husband. Joel. And today we are talking about... Alex. (laughs) <laughs> oh, and here with our, there's no other word for her, but our Alex, right? Yeah, she's just, she's Alex. She's a, I, well, there is, I would call her church family. We had church grandparents, church cousins, church uncles, but aunts she's like growing up. The church. She's church family. Okay. Regardless, we are talking about single people that go to your church and how to set them up with Alex. No. Oh, no. How to Have you integrate, them, integrate them into the church, make them part of the church, make them welcome and included. Yes. And yes. like other stuff. Um, but it's mostly about singleness. Yes. Um, which we are real experts on, apparently. Before we make Alex feel included, <laughs> it's time for our family check-in. So we're going to check in with each other and then check in with Alex, I guess, because she's family. How are you? I'm good. I just had a hiccup, but other than that, I'm good. (laughs) Things are going well. The kids are starting to recover from being off. Our oldest is still having a little trouble with his feelings. He's feeling feelings. but He's feeling a lot of feelings. So many feelings. But we're getting there. Things are good. The weather's drying out a little. No, it's going to rain tomorrow. Except for tomorrow. We should explain that even though we are, um, this will go live in early January that we were actually recording in early December. It's not even Christmas yet, so I don't know what I'm getting. Yeah, it's very important to the context of this. I guess. Christmas has not happened. How are you doing? Um, I am doing fine at home. I'm being a productive superstar, and my list of things to do at work is literally a mile long, um, and I don't have enough time to do any of it. And I'm starting to freak out, except for that today I decided that buying... Um, broom handles was sufficient for shepherd's crooks and I'm over it. That's what they're going to carry. Um, so making that decision has taken a lot off my plate because turns out you can't buy nice shepherd's wooden shepherd's crooks on the internet for cheap. Um, so that's been stressing me out. That's over. Um, we practiced with, uh, on our kids performance today and Dane melted down super hardcore and that was fun. Um, but he was feeling feelings. Yeah, he was. They were hot things. and fast, he said. Hot and fast feelings. Um, but besides that, I'm fine. I'm just busy. Very, very busy. Speaking of inclusiveness, hey, Alex, how are you feeling? Hi, I'm Alex. <laughs> uh, I'm doing okay. It's it's a busy time of year. Um, I've watched several Hallmark Christmas movies yes. over the past two days, so I call have that a seen, win. Have you seen The Night Before Christmas? I have. Mm. The Netflix one, yeah. What about, you've seen Noel? Yes. Of course you've seen Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is not a movie podcast. That's well, and also, podcast. by the way, this will be going in January when all of these movies are totally irrelevant. So I guess I shouldn't <laughs> be having that conversation. So we brought Alex here today because she's our weird single friend and we want oh. you to have weird single friends too. 
she is not a single friend who's weird. Oh, no. She's just, it's mm. weird that she's our friend and she's also single. Okay. I'm going to say both are true. <laughs> so you're probably wondering, you. who is Alex? Da, 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 da. I'll do a little interview. Alex, how old are you? Um, well, by the time, well, because my whoa, birthday. Whoa, whoa. Oh, no. A lady wouldn't ask and a lady wouldn't. Oh, ask. I don't care. I'm just, you, you will still be. I will still be okay. So bef- by the t- I'll be almost thirty-two. Right, and uh, correct you are correct. <laughs> Thank you for knowing correct. my age. Um, what do you, what do you do with your time? That's a good question. What do I do with my time besides yes. watch Hallmark Christmas yes. movies? Uh, As though there were anything better to do with one's time. Um, I do a lot for the church. Yes. Um, a Again, lot, a lot. Correct. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, glad I'm getting all the answers about my life correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you're doing is you're answering what I expected you to answer. Um, well, can you list like the things for the church that you have your that you have your single face in? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Stop. I do kids ministry, mm-hmm. youth ministry, mm-hmm. our college young adult ministry. Mm-hmm. I do our full kind of uh what's it called life phase group mm-hmm. and um and then i do the social media now you are not a youth a kid or a high schooler correct that is correct or a college student nope. hey, or a young adult yeah so you can volunteer for things at church that you're not specifically a part of <gasps> wow. Whoa. Whoa. Who i will thought? say sorry that was just a for random clarity's sake people you get paid for the social media i do get paid for the social media everything else is everything free. else i do not get paid for um and then you like um this is going to make you sound lame, but you are, I would say you are a TV watcher in the sense that you like to watch shows in a very active way. Yes. It is not passive, like sitting in front of the TV TV. Like it's like you have a show and you watch it very, I would just say yeah. that no, this is true. partially for any young gentlemen that are listening. Do you also like TV shows? Cause Alex likes TV shows. So what TV you're saying shows. is she's a millennial. So that, that's kind of like Alex and, and well, I'm going to, now I'm going to give my commentary. Um, Alex is meticulously groomed and always has clean clothes on and the house is always clean and uncluttered. What are you doing? No, I'm trying to give people the full picture. And Alex is single. And that not to rub it in. That wasn't clear about the topic. She has been for a very long time. Her whole life. Uh, well, I guess unmarried her whole life. So the reason we wanted to discuss singleness this week is that my experience with the church and having worked at the church and having programmed for the church and kind of talked about our target audience is that single people kind of get left out of the picture in a lot of ways. Um, what's programmed for, what's sought after, um, how people get connected in the church. And um, when I did just the tiniest bit of research into it, our personal experience has said that that's dumb. But even just doing the tiniest bit of biblical research into it has said that that is dumb. Um, I read an article called The Church Needs Single People As They Are, and it was in Relevant Magazine. It was very good, and it provides kind of the outline and structure of some of the things we're going to be talking about today. Um, But the Bible is pretty clear that being single kind of rocks and is borderline, I think in a couple places they say, like Jesus and Paul at least imply that it is preferable to being married. Um, Sometimes it feels that way. <laughs> um, in particular, okay, so Jesus, I get it. 
This is in uh, Matthew 19, 10 through 12. I'm not even going to read it. He's talking about eunuchs. And he's like, some people choose to be eunuchs and some people are made eunuchs. But if that happens to you, like, that's a cool thing because you can serve the kingdom better. Um, but better scripture can be found in 1 Corinthians 7, 32 through 35. So this is Paul talking. I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things and how to please his wife. And his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, uh, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about the worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. Um, and as a person who is married and has children, I can attest that my loyalty is super divided, even if it's just time. I would love to serve in youth ministry, but I cannot do that without really shortchanging our kids. Yeah. One, well, I mean, literally tonight, while trying to do your job, we had a child and a mental breakdown and just wanted to hug mom and be with mom and... And I had to pick between doing my ministry and attending to the like red, splotchy, tear-stained face of my child. And it was terrible. Has that ever happened? your husband was great. Yes, that's true. But I'm guessing that's never happened to you. Nope. No crying kids. And like... That are mine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just... It's just... It's like a reality. And one of the things that kind of drives me nuts is... You really live it out, but I I don't see other single people like diving in in this way that Paul kind of implies they should or would. Um, so how do we encourage that? How do we foster that? <laughs> you have any ideas? I, well, and, the, the, and, and part of the reason they're not diving in is because they're not they're not there in the first place. Right. I mean, the church has not been a welcoming place for single people, so there aren't that many around. Yes, that's very true. And I, I think the other thing, too, is in reality, as I'm saying, like, as I'm bagging on all single people, that it's a lot easier for a single woman um, to do a lot of the roles that you do. Mm-hmm. If a single man was trying to do youth ministry or if a single man was trying to do kids ministry, um, it would there's some suspicion that's raised by that. It feels a little weird. Um, but the reality is like at our church, there's, there's a, there was a young married group. There is like parenting stuff. Um, but there's nothing that's directly targeted at single people. And the other thing about stuff that's directly targeted at single people is there's kind of the creep factor of like, Hey, you're a single person and you're a single person. You guys should be unsingle together. The challenge of making a Bible study. That's not also a dating app. Yeah. Because I'm guessing yeah. that's not what you want. No. And I've looked at like other churches before to be like, oh, what is your single programming? And it's like, I don't know, just felt like a like a meat market kind of well, yes. thing. And it's like, I don't want that. Yeah. But the reality is like if you're if the balance to the counterbalance to that programming is family stuff, like you don't fit yeah. there either. Not only does the Bible say that being single is good because you have that undivided loyalty. Um, but it also says that it is not a life sentence to loneliness. And this kind of takes us into our next point. So if you look to Mark 10, 29 and 30, it says, 
Jesus said, truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left the house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children's and lands with, uh, with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. The idea is that if you give up marriage, if not that she's given up on marriage, but when you're living a life that is for Christ and in serving Christ, um, that in theory, it's supposed to come back to you um, with family a hundredfold. And um, that's been our experience. Like we have had the experience where um, somebody who is not our family became a part of our family. We got like our hundredfold thing. And that is the weird story of of how we all, Alex became part of our weird family um, that sings Taylor Swift for our Advent time with us. Um, yeah, and does goes on vacations with us sometimes, watch our kids. and Well, it's like I, we had this, it started with Alex was huh, serving in kids ministry um, when we, when Joel got hired originally to do the kids ministry job. And that is how we first met her and how we became friends with her is that Joel honestly was kind of weird about it. That is like, he kept, maybe it was, it was weird to me. He was like, come to, come to dinner with us, come to lunch with us, come hang out with us. And I'm like, she is a single lady. This is bizarre and weird. You At need the to time leave she her was alone. Unemployed. And I and, had zero friends. Yeah. And I knew because I know people that when you are young and unemployed and single, you like when people buy you lunch. It's a nice thing to do. But I, so we bought her lunch. Yeah, but it don't you think it doesn't doesn't it have like a little bit of a weird flavor to it that that's like hey come well then then ask her to help we me didn't like even commit have, crimes or we anything. didn't even have kids we were just a couple being yeah, nice we were just I was just serving and I'd serve at like a kids thing and then you'd be like oh hey do you want to go get tacos across the street so the reason we got to know each other is because. We were working for the church and Alex continued to serve for the church. And then I would say on our end, to our credit, we were like, hey, do you want to do something besides just help us all the time? Um, And kind of built this like social relationship um, that was also a serving relationship. Um, But I think it was taken to the next level really by Alex's mom, who she lives with started watching our kid once a week. I don't live with her in a weird way, though. But I mean, you live with her. I know. In the house. Yeah. So the fact that her mom was helping us out so much and how it's also developing a relationship with our kids, it was like the like double bind, double bonded. Um, Yeah, it's like the the generation that has the space should make space for the next generation and be the one who reaches out. Yeah, we were like, come with us to lunch because we can pay for your lunch. And Alex's mom was like, let me watch your kid because I can watch your kid because like we're... Yeah. It, and don't, it was... Don't say, oh, it's their job to come to me, to ask me, to talk to me. No, you have to put yourself out there. And so over time, um, then it was like, okay, well now we spend holidays together and we do like the pumpkin patch together. And then we did the pumpkin patch for like the fourth year together. It's like, and I think the thing that I've like been reflecting on um, is that we developed this familial relationship with Alex. And I really think in the last like year that like Alex and I have developed a 
like more normal friendship in addition to our familial relationship. It was like, yeah, Alex is Alex. She's it's good like, to be friends with your family. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yes, it's, it is. It's like if you all of a sudden um, were much closer with your own sister, you always loved your sister and your sister was always your family. But now it's like, oh, now we can go to the mall together. Um, it, it's just like we don't go to the mall. That's not a thing Alex and I do. Um, we did but- once. Yes, but I will. Well, Alex is the person I call when I'm like, I'm going to Target. Um, come with me. Like, just because I don't have anybody else in my life that I do that with. And, um, and it, it all, it all started because, because we kind of overcame, both of us overcame that weird, like, this is not what's expected barrier. Now we've talked about why single people are desirable in the kingdom they have they don't have divided loyalties um they i mean quite frankly they have more time in a lot of ways but that doesn't mean that single people aren't without uh challenges i guess um and we kind of touched on the first one um but but the first one that i came up with uh was that they are excluded from any family or parenting structured programs that especially for somebody like Alex's age tend to be where her peers are attending church. Yeah. There's a big focus kind of in society generally on family stuff and couple stuff. I think it's worse at church though. I think it's more at Mm -hmm. church. We are very family oriented as a religion. What has been your experience? Culturally. Well, yeah, that was, I mean, it, we, you guys have that group. You had the young married group for so long. And it's like those were everybody that were like everyone was my age, and that's what everyone did. And I was just you know, over off by myself because that was the only group that existed for people my age. Um, until some people got wise and decided maybe this shouldn't be just for married people anymore. Yeah, and it's hard because I'm glad we did that. Um, not just for you, but I can think of at least one other uh, single person in particular that I wanted to include in my small group and. Um, now I'm now I'm thinking, are there other ones that I should be thinking of? But um, people that are really close to me that were being excluded from really a small group environment because of the way um, we were structuring it. Not purposefully either. Just no. is kind of what we fell into when we got together with, there were no single people in the room in the planning committee. Yeah. It was just us and yes. a couple of their married couples kind of being like, what do we want? What should we do? Yeah, but you're saying that, but Alex was around at that time. And nobody was like, well, what does Alex need? And um, well, I think that's what it comes down to, too, when there's there aren't that many single people. Yes. So, number one, no one thinks about us. And I think number two, I mean, I was so busy serving everywhere else that it's like, oh, OK, well, she's doing that. Yeah. Like she's involved. Yeah. So we know she's not going anywhere because she's too involved to go anywhere. So we don't have to, like, meet her needs. Yeah. But we <laughs> yeah. don't want just Alex. We want other single young people but then again not in a creepy way right like <laughs> why you're making it so weird no but that I i'm just, sorry no we want young people at our church we want single people to come to our church we want them to be involved in the church for all the reasons you listed above yeah. and i think it's a if you build it they will come situation where you got to have the programming in place you got to have the stuff there they're not going to come to your church and say oh now that we have young single people we'll build a young single people program yeah you got to be prepared for this. But again, this is like the whole, I don't know if it's a chicken and the egg thing. I'm going to say it's a chicken and the egg thing where if you, you're kind of like, well, we should build up our single group so that we can have a single program. And it's like, 
I think what we've found is that at least on some level, um, there needs to be a way of single people breaking into small group and a way of people bring, breaking in socially, um, regardless of their marital status. Yeah, which you have to, because you can't build a group of no one and then have people show up to it. You have to have places for them to plug in in the existing infrastructure. You have to make room for them in the small groups so that when there are enough of them and they want to branch out on their own topic, they can, but there's a place for them in the main group, quote unquote. Yeah. I will say one of the things that I would push back on in this a little bit is I, I miss having a group that focuses on marriage issues. And so I think that that's why, like in the church's defense, why this happens is because like what, when you have, especially a young family, the area you need the most help in is not parenting. It's your marriage. And um, having a support group to that end is helpful, but it is very exclusive. And so if people are only willing to spend, I think that like they show like one additional hour in like one hour in addition to worship, like engaged in their church life and they're picking between something that's inclusive and something that they really need. You can see why this pattern keeps repeating itself at church after church after church and why single people keep getting like excluded. It, it kind of comes back again and again to what at least I've been saying this whole time, which is, you know, it's not about you. It's not about what you want. It's about what grows the kingdom. That is exactly what I wrote down under yeah. that. I said, it's not about you. It, I mean, sometimes for some people, maybe it is about them. Maybe they are new and that is what they need. But at the same time, if it's just, well, I want this, I want that. And it, I don't care, you know, that those two people are yeah. excluded. Then that's, I think, where the problem starts. Yeah. And you've got to, sometimes you have to be a little uncomfortable in church. Sorry. It's better in the end, I promise. It it works out. You just got to kind of put yourself out there. If you want to have this kind of church, if you want to have these kind of relationships, you have to build them. Yep. You can't wait for people to show up and build a house around you. If you are part of a, and a lot of our listeners are a part of a married couple that has like 2.3 children or whatever, um, the kingdom is not only made of married couples with 2.3 children. and your church should reflect what was going to look like for the rest of the eternity that you share with these people. And I think there's, there is a lot of benefit to us, but hopefully the like main benefit goes the other way. Hopefully you are giving, you should be making sure that, that you're going out of your way for the next generation, those next group, the next people who are and coming not in. everybody who's single is going to be necessarily younger than you. I mean, you're, We're I don't know. I feel like you're so. throwing a little bit mm -hmm. of a pity party for single people. Like they, you, they need, you need to bestow upon them your wisdom and attention. And our point is not, not my wisdom our, and our attention. Point on Alex More and my, my team. lunch and friendship. Yeah. But that's, that is our situation with her. We're talking about being more inclusive to single people in general, and that would include single people who are maybe slightly older than you, or maybe, oh, I don't know, have way more money than you because they aren't paying a million dollars a month to put their kids at but piano. But still, even with that group, it's our job to make sure that we're making church a place for them, and, whatever and they need. Here's what I will say. And not the other way around. I think this is what you, I've realized that you are coming to, is that as the more culturally accepted way of living that we are the group in power and that as the group in power at church it is our job to advocate for include 
and and keep the eye out for the group that's not in power. But we shouldn't abuse that power. We don't want to take advantage of our single friends. We have, I don't want to say in the past, called Alex up at the last minute because we knew that she could come record a podcast <laughs> or well, watch our kids. Okay, no, or... we planned this like a month ahead of time. <laughs> this is... Or watch our kids okay, or whatever, happened, or babysit yes. our dog. <laughs> I love that dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't yes. feel bad about that at all. We did once bring the dog to her house for an entire week without asking her beforehand because I got my wires crossed and she just rolled with it. That being said, have you been taken advantage of, but like not in a dirty way? <laughs> You're the only one making this weird. Well, you can't say the perturb taking an advantage of and not think of it. Um, I mean, yes, I feel maybe not necessarily like, like I went through, oh, now that sounds bad. <laughs> like I went through with it, but I feel like people try to. Yeah. Like, assume that, like, oh, you're single. You have time to, like, do everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess part of my problem is I do do everything. Whether or not you have time. Yeah. I've seen you do that. Um, But I think, yeah, there's just this assumption that that there's just all the time in the world because you aren't married or don't have kids. Um, I, I like, I try to, um, I think even more... As I've come to know you, I've tried, and, and your mom is who is who is also single, um, to not assume that there you're going to be there, even though it's like almost awkward for me to ask politely for you to do things because I'm like, because we're family, mm-hmm. it's like I don't want you guys to feel like I just expect you to you're like come with, your own, own with my own family. family that too. is true, and that's I'm different. Not. You can you can call me on a Tuesday morning and me to watch Levi for an hour and a half yeah like that's it's different than and I'm I'm past that a little bit but there was like a time when when you guys were doing young marrieds and it'd be like oh hey do you want to babysit all the kids while we do this thing and I was like no no really and it wasn't because I don't like kids it was because I didn't want to be seen as over there and like other and oh I'm I'm just the babysitter yeah I I would say even non-single people who are in childcare at a church like they get excluded from mm-hmm. like everything that anybody who's has kids. So it's very hard because the reality is that job is a good job for like our peers. Like it's going to be somebody between like 20 and 35, probably being this, the childcare supervisor, but then they do not get to engage in church life, which is its own problem. I think that's a good point though, that Alex brought up of being careful, not to other, not to, you know, to include the them in a way that is not natural. That is, this is what we're doing. Would you like to come along? Not, oh, this person is a different thing and they need to be treated differently. Mm-hmm. They can do these things, but they can't do those things. Yeah. Yeah. But then when I did get pulled into the group and when I was included in the group, then there came a point where then I felt like I was doing everything for the group. Yeah. Because it was assumed that I had the time and energy to well, yeah. do everything for the group. I think also at th- at that point, it you kind of did because the other main person that would step up um, popped out a baby, which is like exactly yeah. the thing. Um, so it's just it, it is hard to ask a woman who is nine months pregnant to run a Bible study or to do or has worse nine months pregnant who cares one week afterwards for the next like six months. Um, 
The other thing that this comes up and I don't know if it bothers you as much as it bothers me, but I always feel like as a single person, you get a lot more attention, not even just to your personal life, like who you're dating or like not that you're not that you're doing a lot of that, (laughs) but like even like your job and like what you're doing, like you're you made the comment about you living with your mom. It's like, well, is that okay? Is that what she should be doing? It's like nobody you could if you if you're married. People just assume, even though often it's not true, that you have like a functional life and you did the thing that you were supposed to do and you went the direction you used to do. Maybe and because, not more functional, just I think it's more stable and well, you changing. went No, you went down the path that they expected. And because they went down the path you expected, they leave you alone, um, regardless of what's actually going on in your home. And I feel like you have this mm-hmm. like healthy um, life and you have aspirations and you're spiritually in a good place and you and your mom have a great relationship and it totally makes sense for you to live together, but people question it because it's not what they expect. Mm-hmm. Have you, is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know that anybody really questions it to my face, yeah. but sometimes you can kind of like feel like, even like when you new people come in and you're just like, oh yeah, that's my mom. Yeah. Like, I, I live there. Yeah, I, well, your reaction, yeah. think about it, like just when we brought up that you live with there, you're like, it's not weird. Yeah. Um, there's, it's I don't feel the need to, yeah, yeah. I don't feel the need to explain them. I mean, a lot of things that happen in this home are weird, but I don't feel the need to just defend them because people don't really question. We don't it's, do multi-generational homes as much. And so it it's is. It's becoming more and more common. Yeah. It, I mean, it makes the most sense. You have plenty of room in the house. You guys get along. Brilliant. Was there anything we didn't ask or didn't bring up that, not us, obviously, but other people mess up no, you guys, young? You guys are never trying to single people. set me up in any kind of weird way, shape, or form. Hey, I have, I have, I have come I to have the, given up. No, I haven't given up. I just know that it's like, um, I'll know it when I see it. Okay. But other than that, it being well, yeah, the dude. I mean, there's sometimes people. I mean, I don't really care with you guys. I mean, I'm past it now. It's kind of like this joke between us. But I mean, it is weird sometimes if people like bring up, like, oh, like, well, are you dating or whatever? Yeah. It's like, I just think it's kind of a weird, like, you don't know someone's life, you don't know their situation. Yeah. That's why they're asking. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> you could have gotten out of a painful relationship. You yeah. Could have, you it's know. It's not really anybody's business. Yeah. Um, or, but- and also, like, don't assume. That that's what you want. Well, yeah. And also don't assume like, oh, I've got this. I know a single person. Yes. (laughs) And you are a single person. And it's like, okay. Well, that's the whole thing. But you have so much in common. You're both single. That's like the whole thing that Joel and I go back and forth when he's like, we should do this or we should do that or she should. And I'm like, okay, Alex is a very unique girl who needs a very unique guy. And I'm not just going to go on some dating app, though I have. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, y'all. No, but that. But, but that's you, you did you did sign me up for it. I know, app but once. okay. You know so what? what else besides getting into your personal life? Is there anything else we missed? No, I think I think that's it. So then the next question is: How can married people come alongside and be supportive of single people in the church? Well, I think we've talked a lot about it already. I mean, just even though you think it's weird. I think <laughs> Joel's smiling because I'm giving him a little bit of credit now. Inviting them into your lives. I mean, that doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be weird. I guess my point was not that it's weird. It's or I, my point is was not that it's bad because it's weird. My point is that it's gonna it, for some people, including me, it's gonna feel weird, and it's important to overcome that weirdness yeah. because what yeah. is on the other side is oh, important. It, I mean, I'm 
incredibly socially awkward around people. I don't particularly like people, but that's not my job at church, particularly. I mean, out in the world also, but at church, my job is to make people welcome, make people part of the family. And an easy way to do that is, hey, we're going to lunch. Come with us. We're buying. Yeah. Plus that I get to eat Chipotle. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be lunch. It could be anything, any activity you're doing, anything that's fun, not going to a anything, movie. anything, Joel. It, anything that's not specifically family-oriented. That Invite people into your life. Get uncomfortable. Step out. I think the important thing is you've got to be the one to do it. You can't yeah. wait for them to step to yes, you. Yes, I agree with you've that. You've got to step up. You've got to be uncomfortable. You've got to be weird. And to it's your credit, your and to your credit, that's something that you're very good at yeah. that I'm like, mm, that might be slightly socially awkward. I think, too, that you have to remember that not all single people are like 22 and right out of college. Yes. Like, they might be your age. And I think sometimes just, just because you are married or have kids doesn't mean that, like, you stopped being a human being that has things in common with other people and you can have things in common with people besides being married and having kids and that's I think part of why I felt left out for so long because these were like literally people my age who like I appreciate that you keep saying I'm your age yeah he he is seven (laughs) years older but no I we are we are the same age yeah and um yeah it, it 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 really it is true that people can be single and be all ages. And I think that that was the thing about changing the way we were doing small groups is um, looking for a common denominator other than what we decided to do familially with our life. Um, because the reality is that included, that was like the dangerous thing of it. It included a lot of people, but excluded enough where it was like problematic. And um just realize that your common denominator might be like bad Christmas movies and the fact that you're between 30 and 40 and not um, the fact that you popped a couple of kids out. Let's pop to our favorite part of the episode. So that came up. Oh, okay. So like a week ago, um, Kathleen called me and said, hey, I'm going to Ikea. Do you want to come with me? We made you feel included. Yeah, I was included and I got to go to Ikea. And um, so we were there and we went upstairs to the kids area and I was kind of distracting them while Kathleen was picking some things up for Christmas. And I kind of started to smell something. <laughs> and, and going back, we had gone to the bathroom right when we got there. Immediately. Yeah. And Levi's potty training. That's important to the story. Yeah, yes. Not so there's so no well. diapers here. Yeah, no diapers. We went straight to the bathroom and then upstairs and then I started smelling something and I looked at Levi and I said, Levi, did you fart or did you poop? <laughs> and he looked at me, he goes, pooped. <laughs> so you were over-included. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So she made sure that Dane stayed where he was and I like did the forklift move on Levi out of the display tent in Ikea. And you know what? The one thing to give credit to Ikea is that they have free diapers just sitting in their restrooms. And so I didn't have an extra pair of pants in Ikea and I wasn't (laughs) about to walk out to the car, but I did get him clean enough to put a diaper on him and put his shoes back on so that he could run around Ikea for the rest of the time in just a diaper and his tennis shoes. So we'll get awkward when you include your single friends in your life, but I think we're all closer for it. Yeah. I got an ice cream at the end of the day too. (laughs) See? Food. Yeah. All right, Kathleen, pray us out. 
Uh, thank you, Lord, for the people you put in our lives and help us to remember that they are not defined by their marital status and that their value to you is the fact that you they are your child. Help us to include them, fill us with your spirit when we interact with them, and help us to build churches that are for everyone. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening. Please take a second to rate and subscribe to this podcast. It helps others to find us and to be hashtag blessed by the discussions that we have here. If you want to contact us, you can reach us on Instagram at Christ in the Chaos, or you can email us at Christ in the Chaos Pod at gmail.com. Until next week, we hope you have a peaceful week. But even if you don't, remember that you can find us and Jesus waiting for you in the chaos.